The years have gone to seed on the walls of the big house and pride deep as the clutch of ivy tightens its grip on Sweeney's mind where he sits with the souvenirs of glory days neat and dapper as a coffin. He's breathless since morning raging against the light. He grudges the rising sun to his neighbours who beggar the air with their fetid breath. His mouth gapes like a broken letterbox as he listens to a tune steady as time passing. The dark postwoman whistles it, cycling quickly past his gate without stopping. pretty spokesperson from the Ministry for Birds. They've been coming here since this place was nothing but sharp sighs and diseased breath. They have customary rights to the gables of the houses. Doors are flung open to welcome them back. Windows wink at them and chimneys crook their fingers, inviting them over to hear the latest news. In the morning, before the well-heeled visitors get up, the houses hear the dead singing in their sleep. Blackbirds lilting in the ruined mortuary. Thrushes chanting in the poorhouse, melting the ice cap on the surface of the day, reducing the road to tears. hitchhiker has been walking an unapproved road all morning in his head. He has a story that will pay his passage all the way to the Sky Road. A comrade in arms in Anglo-Irish town who put to sea at first light and lifted a lobster from his neighbour's pot. He smuggled him back to his basket house where he dressed him up in a tiny tweed suit and put him back on the sea floor before the sun pushed open the half door of light on the wee fisherman's big sleep. The hitchhiker is natty as a lobster in his sea blue dungarees in the back seat of the car. When he laughs, his teeth clack like crayfish in boiling water. Out of the blue, a wave of envy hits him for the deaf man at the wheel who is driving him round the bend. The driver has never seen de Valera's spectacles on the gloomy eyes of a mackerel 
or Ernest Blythe's submerged face snarling at him in a dream. half-eaten apple and an empty clay pipe in his famous coat pocket. His thirst would drain the rivers of the world and all the oceans of the moon. on pension day and the grouch that goes with it. It is promised to get worse. The fine weather won't last. To turn nasty yet. As if they'd pledged themselves to misery, she says to herself, drawn up a contract for a year and a day with the ringmaster of rainy days. When she looks up, there's a brown girl at the counter, a gold piercing in her tongue, brazen as the ring on a bishop's finger. Her broken English is sweet as sandalwood, and the address on the letter clear as the legends the sun inscribes on faraway hills. When she turns on her bare heel, a lorry load of cloud clears the window. The whole world is on fire, from Camp Street as far as Burnt House, everything drowning in floods of light as the wounded hearts of two dark women cross the salt sea to Venezuela.
In the empty church by the waterfall, a young couple from Mullingar walk the narrow aisle of happiness for the first time since the wedding. Their eyes have grown accustomed to the semi-dark as they approach in their denim jeans the altar where the perpetual light of hope still flickers. The scent of rhododendrons blows through a small hole in the stained glass of their memory and the bride is having trouble lighting her white candle at the railings. All around, the air is on fire and her hand shakes as it did that day the future placed its old gold ring on her finger. Her husband catches her moist hand and the hot tears of the candle scald his soft skin. The rhododendrons breathe a fragrant sigh. They can't wait for another wedding to go to in their lovely purple dresses. watch stops just there where the convent was, right beside the bridge. A flock of cars pass the chapel door, a man hard on their heels, standing in the gap of time as the years break through the ditches on either side. The drivers salute the blind man discreetly, just in case the dog is taking notes. clenches her rosary beads and hurries past. Her pulse is as slow as the Angelus bell, her cheeks flushed since she caught the sun watching her. When she shakes her wrist, time moves on again, her delicate heart hurrying to keep up. side of the stream where the old man is half deaf from the boys of yesteryear demanding sweets and comics no one has heard of since before elephants can remember fizz bars trigger bars lucky lumps wizard hotspur scorcher score and roar he hates lent when no one comes to him for sweet talk 
and stories that take the bitter taste of the world away for a while. And because they never grew up or old, the boys who died before their time, their bright shadows live on in the old man's head that is full of the light of the next world. There's a wee pickpocket at the door on his way back to real life. When the doorbell rings after him, shillings and sixpences and half-crowns fall from the old man's pockets. A silver stream from his swollen eyes. contempt yelping at his heels. He is the king of history and useless land, totting up acres of years to the day in the tiny account book of his heart. On every side, bog cotton is soft as the people who live here, their language quiet as the breath of the dead. Even the sheep can't hear the grass growing over its feet. of the great fire the sheep were brought down from the mountain so the contagion of doubt might be healed we couldn't be certain they were clean said the omniscient scientist till we slaughtered them all after 40 nights and days of smoking flesh and bonfires it was announced the dead were free of disease innocent after all a new herd was introduced from outside today, set loose on heathered hills, sniffing for food. There's a smell they can't bear everywhere they go, of men shouting, trucks growling. The oldest memory passed down from their great-great-grandmothers remembers nothing of all this. They can't hear the grass talking to itself in the narrow clefts behind the rocks. 
The air is deaf and dumb to them, the earth empty. Their children's children will be hardier if they survive. Lean as the language of the dead, the old people still here, bleating in the never-ending nightmare of remembrance. Proofreader is forever weeding in the word garden, correcting mistakes made by history and its broken syntax in people's talk. He pulls up weeds no one has spoken correctly since silence bloomed in the mouth of Mary Hines. He has wasted his life trying to root out the briars that keep growing around the poet's grave. Dirty work that even the dead don't appreciate. In the middle of the night, he wakes in a sweat and there's a stonemason hammering his chest, carving the ultimate mistake on the headstone of his very own grave. He hears John Pentland Mahaffey and Edmund Spencer sniggering from the underworld. The professor is brandishing Bedell's Bible. There's a tally stick in the hand of the poet. as graceful and awkward as the hill people 
who stood too long on both sides of this road last night, while the memory of a good neighbour was carried to the cemetery on the slender shoulders of his four daughters. The earth longs to dry the silver tear we all saw, as bright as a ring on the bare finger of the eldest girl. cathedral wall where Adam and Eve are turned to stone ravaged by rain salt Drowning is a cosy death survivors say Let go, give in give up Surrender to the tide that fills you with itself smoothing every trace of worry from your face Say the lucky ones who got away. The dead sailors hear murmurs like storm warnings through clouds of static. Prayers said quickly in the foreign language of their new neighbours before they hurry home from the endless rain. shovels of earth thump the wooden coffin. Who knows if it's the heart knocking on the door of his chest or a boat engine fading till there's nothing left, only worms darning our raveled dreams. Eternal rest without light. The perpetual fragrance of rain. fixing his clothes, straightening his tie on Sundays, wiping the nasty speck she spotted in a corner of his eye. In the Protestant graveyard, her heart is light as a starling as she arranges flowers on her husband's grave, sweet William, hydrangea, chrysanthemum, a single primrose where his mouth should be. 
earth smells as fresh as that girl in the story, so sweet even the sun envied the man she married. When death hears the unexpected singing of the trees and the old woman's heart, he feels impossible love of the world tearing him asunder. He can't wait for her to go so she can come back again. on the outskirts of the village, the edge of nowhere. A second-hand English dictionary in the backpack beside her, an apple and a bottle of spring water for the journey west. When Michael Fury stops to take her out to Burnt House, Sweeney feels a sudden pain in his side. An old wound that hasn't bothered him for ages, flaring up again. everything going backwards in the car mirror. The world we created just for her going down in the back of her mind. The hem of a curtain lifts itself up in the old nun's apartment as the stranger passes out of this world. Again, for the thousandth time, she gives everything she has. The sharp anxiety of her hands. The benediction of her eyes. <laughs> 